The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and scenes that depict violence and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Sheesh, you two look like you've been shot out of a cannon. Not now, TJ. It's been a long night. (laughs) Officer Garcia just sent me confirmed deaths, including Yoakum. There were seven victims. And Gomez, the parole officer, brings yesterday's number up to eight. That's a total of 14 victims going all the way back to the UPS driver. A number that should have been way higher. Did you get any sleep last night? I'm fine. I did a quick test of the scene. And of course, it's chloride trifluoride. Why a higher number? The facility has a weekly check of all its medical devices to see if they need to be serviced. That protocol was changed this week. And the inspections happened a day earlier. That's how the device was found. I wonder if that's what happened with his parole officer. Sometimes they do make surprise visits. He was planning his attacks to happen all at once? But why did he kill Wendell first? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. You're thinking good, kid. This is starting to come together. The bombs were supposed to go off today, and he's targeting specific people from his past. How can we predict who else he's targeting? We can't. Did you find anything going through all those files, TJ? I mean, I dug through the haystack, but no needles stuck me. Damn. Okay, back to basics. Andy, where can you get this stuff? I've got a list right here. There have been so many explosions lately, I didn't get a chance to pass this along to Detective Alicia. Great work. TJ, take a look and see if any of those places pop out to you. Let's see. Two stick out right away. The university and the power plant. He worked there for a brief stint after the U kicked him out. Jasmine, when were those inspections supposed to happen at the hospice? Today, at 10. If this theory holds up, we've got 45 minutes till boom. I'll head to the power plant. Dr. DuPont, you should go with her. He's already killed his old chemistry professor. TJ and I will just clear the building at the university, make sure it's safe, then meet you out at the power plant. TJ... Are you going to call Agent Francis, or should I just do it? You're not tired of kissing his ass yet? Knock it off, Harriet. He's busy at the moment, following up on his own lead. What lead? He didn't tell me anything about a new lead. Shocking. He got an anonymous tip about some office building up north. I told him it was a long shot, but he's going all in with that tip for some reason. I should head there then, if he's certain there's a bomb at that location. I don't think you have to worry about it. He called in his own team from the FBI. SWAT, bomb squad, the whole shebang. He's doing it again. Harry, don't get all paranoid. Fine. Since Francis pulled some BS tip out of his ass, he can deal with it. Do we all agree we've got some solid leads here? Yep. Yeah. Then we stick to our plan. We can't let McKinley set off another bomb in this city. You're driving, Jasmine. Let's go, then. You two be careful out there. We will. Come on, TJ, I'll drive. All right. But uh, bring your handicap placard so we can get a good parking spot. Harriet, hold up. Is something wrong? Harry, when's our bomb going to explode? I have a feeling McKinley's got something special planned for us. Now, come on, let's go. We don't have much time. Elephant Scout presents Tucson Heat. Episode 6, You're Taking Me With You.
All right, I need a complete evacuation of all surrounding businesses and neighborhoods. At least five blocks out. Bomb squad? Yes, sir. Get your team suited up quick. Remember, the possibility of a chemical explosion is extremely high. We're on it, sir. Do you need a suit? Me? No. Why? I, I just assumed you were coming in with us. Didn't the bomber send you a text message personally? Just because I've received a text from the bomber doesn't mean I can magically disarm a bomb. That's what you're here to do. So get in there, do your job, so we can all get out of this godforsaken town. I'll be on comms. Yes, sir. Roll out! Fire crews, be on alert and suit up for possible chemical exposure. 18, check. EMTs, you as well. 28, 10, 20. Beginning our approach. Any idea on where we should start looking? That's on you and your crew, Sergeant. But be quick, we have less than 30 minutes. 10-4. Oh, if I don't get a promotion after this, I'm heading to Homeland Security. Now, let's show this town how to shut down a bomber. Everyone needs to exit the building now. Fire and police units are on the way, but you need to get all of your workers out there ASAP. The power plant is starting their evacuation. How much time do we have left? 30 minutes, and we're still 10 away. But we'll be dead way before that if you keep driving like this. It's the only way we'll make it. How can you not trust my driving skills? I was the first in my class with a sense of driving. It's not you. I just don't trust anyone going over 100 miles. Are you sure this is the fastest route? Here, get off on Ajo and head east. We're here. Go on ahead, I'll catch up. Don't break a hip. Damn it. What is it? The building's closed. At least we don't have to evacuate. There's got to be a hundred classrooms in this building. How would we know where to look? Well, these classrooms are empty, right? I assume so. Then why is that light on in that room on the second floor? That's got to be it, then. I'll see if I can find someone with a key. Hold up! If you're bending over to pick up that rock, you should let me do the honors. It'll take you forever to stand back up. Har har. Yep, that phrase is definitely leaving my vocabulary. Can't you walk with any sense of urgency, or do you need a hip replacement for that? I've only got one new hip, so you can only get me to walk with a sense of shut the hell up. Glad you still have some nerves I can get on. There's an elevator. I'll see you upstairs. Come on, we have to hurry. I'm Detective Jasmine Alicia here with the Tucson Police Department. Who's in charge here? I'm the plant operations manager. We spoke on the phone. We have reason to believe there's an explosive device in the plant set to detonate within the next 20 minutes. We need to find it and find it quick. We'll need to narrow down our search to chemical storage rooms, areas with high traffic. Do you have a map of your facility available? I do, actually. Uh, here. 
We've had a bomb threat before, and luckily management established some protocols. Do you get a lot of bomb threats? We've only had one bomb scare about 15 years ago, but better to have a plan than- 15 years ago? That's around the time McKinley was arrested. What part of the building was that threat made? Our chemical storage room. Dollars to donuts? That's where the bomb is. I'll show you the way. What'd you find, Harry? I'm pretty sure this contraption doesn't belong in a chemistry class. Is that some sort of water tank? Your guess is as good as mine, but check this out. A timer. And it's ticking pretty fast. What's that spear right there? It looks like copper. I can't find any clues or cryptic letters anywhere. No puzzles, nothing. Just this giant tank. And a room full of chemicals? If this thing goes off in here, it's probably going to turn the campus into Chernobyl. We better hurry up and figure this thing out. I'm starting to think. I should have gone with that pretty young bomb specialist. I could have at least gotten a date out of it. Three things. One, gross. Two, you're barking up the wrong tree, bud. And uh, three, a bomb specialist is exactly what we need. Harriet, how are things looking on your side? I wish I could say sunshine and rainbows, but... I know what you mean. Did you find a tank? Copper sphere? Yeah, and a timer ticking faster than your biological clock. Harriet, you're on speakerphone. Oops. <laughs> hey, Andy. Any ideas on how to disarm this device? Sounds like we're both dealing with similar devices. Give me a few more seconds while I assess the best approach. We found something else, Harriet. What? We found out where McKinley got his chlorine trifluoride. They have a surplus of it here. I assume they use it as a solvent for maintenance. And I'm guessing that little copper sphere is full of it. Any puncture to the sphere will cost detonation. Which can't be a good thing in the middle of a power plant. Not at all. What do we do? I've seen this kind of clock before. What's that? Spit it out, TJ. When I first hurt my hip, my doctor wanted me to do some low-impact cardio to lose a few pounds before the surgery. I got a membership at the Y and I took up swimming. Their pool had a clock similar to this. It's a water timing. It counts down how much time you got left in the pool. I don't know how it works, but it's powered by water. So if we take it out of the water, it'll stop working. Okay, so we just remove the sphere from the water, which will stop the timer and then stop the detonation. No offense, TJ, but I'm the one with a steady hand. I'll just scoop it out slowly. No, wait! What? Just touching it with the heat from your hands could cause the sphere to blow, and we have no way of knowing its thickness. It could be paper thin and easily crack exposing the chloride trifluoride. What if we break the glass, drain the water out? The impact could damage the sphere. So what do we do? <sighs> Maybe we should wait for the Fed's bomb squad on this one. Shut it. I am the bomb squad. Agent Francis is calling. I should update him. There's gotta be something else we can do. What if we siphon out the water? I can find a hose Hello. or something. Yeah, There's Francis? too much water. It'll take too bombs. long. What if we soak it up with something? Towels? That could work. Sorry to interrupt, but a third bomb has exploded. Francis lost his whole team. He thinks McKinley is detonating these bombs early. We should really clear the area. The entire plant could blow. We'd never get far enough. Not to mention clearing all those workers outside. 
And this campus is full of kids that can't take a second to look up from their phones. Damn kids and their phones. I got it. We can soak it up. What? The spill stations. Come on, help me open up these yellow tubs. Those buckets on the wall? What's happening, Jasmine? Talk to me. I have no idea. If you're in a lab, there should be some containers labeled for chemical spill cleanup. They have a mixture of sand and sodium bicarbonate in them. If we pour enough into the tank, it'll absorb all the water quickly and maybe kill the timer. I'll look in here. I'll check the other classrooms. Yes, it's full. We can very slowly pour the sand mixture into the water around the sphere. I'm not finding one. I found another one. I'll start pouring. Don't rush it. Aim for the timer. Got it. Ramos, you got anything? I found an emergency wash station. There's this little bucket, but that's it. Is it working? Yes, it's absorbing all the water. Once the timer starts to get exposed, pour it directly onto the timer. Guys, I don't think we've got enough on our end. All we've got is this dinky little bucket. Harriet, you're gonna have to make a run for it. It took Ramos five minutes to get up here in an elevator. It stopped. The timer stopped. I'm glad they're gonna be all right, but what about us? We'll just have to figure it out. Okay, I can expect the sphere now, and yep, it's not as fragile as I assumed. Harriet, you said there's a lot of chemicals in that room, right? Yeah. If you can't find any other chemical spill kits, look for something called lycopodium powder. I'm on it. What is it? It's highly hydrophobic. It stays dry even underwater, and it's safe for you to touch. Found it. It's like a yellow powder? Yes. Pour it on top of the water until you cover the entire surface. Careful. When you cover the surface, slowly push your hand into it. It'll form a seal around your skin. Reach in carefully to grab the timer. Try and clog the water intake on it with some of the powder. Okay, here goes. Careful's not your middle name, Harry. Want me to do it? Do you mind? I'm concentrating. Harriet, what's happening? Shh. Now's not the time to be sassy with me. She's got it. She's pulling them out now. Okay. Okay, I got it. Just going to gently put it down. I think we're in the clear. I think it's safe. Thank God. It's never a good sign when you've got your mouth shut. Had me worried sick over here. Let's start setting up a perimeter around these bombs. I was just about to say that. I'll see where Officer Garcia's at and getting some patrol units out to our locations. Then meet us at the scene where the bomb went off with Agent Francis. We gotta start cleaning up that mess. 10-4. How are you holding up, TJ? I could use one of those 20-hour naps right about now. You gotta stop getting old, because you're taking me with you. Don't put that on me. How you age is on you. Hello. What's going on here? Detective Shepard, TPD. Sir, you need to exit the building right now. Did you use lycopodium powder? Why don't you step into the light, bud? That was very clever, Detective. Very clever indeed. Sir, don't touch that sphere. But you got one thing wrong. It's McKinley. Put your hands up. This one didn't have chlorine trifluoride. No, don't! 
<coughs> this one contained chloroform gas. Not enough to kill you, just enough to knock you out. To me, along with vengeance and recompense, their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them. Elephant Scout presents Tucson Heat. Created by Christopher Scott. Written by Debbie Federico, Francisco Landin, and Christopher Scott. Music provided by Freddie Walker Jr. at One Focus Productions. Starring Betsy Bruce, Chazelle Rodriguez, and Eric Estrada, with Margot Barrera, Greg DiBenedetti, Robert Anthony Peters, A.J. Kincaid, Randall Aguide, Sally Shamrell. Special thanks to Greg Goodman from The Cube Colony and Matt Rios from ZeroCraft. For more information, visit elephantscout.com slash podcast or follow us on social media at Elephant Scout. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please, tell a friend.